In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and now your host in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. Ryder Cup Wrap Edition, plausibly live from Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Europe, 16 and a half. America, 11 and a half. You know what they say, fellas. You got to tip your cap. Tip your cap. to. Oh, wait a minute. I'm the only guy wearing a cap today. You, you guys have I'm all gone Kentley. I'm going imaginary cap like JT. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who would have thought uh, a cap and Joe LaCava would have would have been the things that sparked the U.S. briefly, but it was too little too late as Europe wins the Ryder Cup at Marco Simone. Let's say hello to the gang, everybody. John Ronis, executive, excuse me, John Ronis, the director of golf at River Creek in Leesburg, Virginia. You're coming like for my job, right right here. I was. Executive yeah. Director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, is with us hey, today. Thank, clap, you. Clap, 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 thank clap. you. And Buddy Christensen from Golfdom is here as well. This is the final show of the season for the Capital Golf Gang. I'm a little bit misty-eyed yeah. about this, but, man, we've got a banger of a show because we got so much to dig into here with the Ryder Cup. Where was this thing won or lost? Let's start with that. And I've, by the way, printed out handy-dandy reference sheets this is very neatly done by me this is very helpful I, yes. really good I this just is... it's all it's all on one page the problem is we're middle-aged men yeah and none of these guys brought their readers oh i got mine no, buddy's got buddy's his. got his buddy's ready to go but a little inside baseball here zabe never gives us this stuff so this is really good to have yeah. this we've prep. got material we got I've, prep i finally put some prep in your hands so yeah. there it is where was this Ryder cup won and lost who wants to start? I'll, I'll start, and I'll say it, it's easy to say just losing that first, getting swept that first uh, foursome uh, session, but I really think it came down to the four-ball session that afternoon, the 18th hole. We were either one up or all square in, in those last three matches, the first three matches, I think it was, and 18 turned out poorly for every one of them. So we, we had a possibility to win three and gain two points back, and we ended up tie, tying all three, and going from instead of a 3-1 session, we lost it two and a half to a half. So instead of being down maybe two points, we went to be down five. I think that's really where I lost hope. Yeah. Halved, halved, halved in the afternoon on day one. Yep. It started with Spieth completely blowing a gasket, yep. spilling oil. Which he kind of did all the back nine. JT had it on his own the entire time. It was JT hit a shot, carry Spieth. Yep. Hit a shot, carry Spieth. Almost pulled it off, but uh, Hovland Made with the, bomb. the last revolution yep. of that putt fell in like a drunk falling into bed. Yep. One of my favorite expressions. Then the next match, Scheffler and Kepka take Rom and Hilgard right to the brink, and then Rom hits the back of the cup, right. slam dunk. Yep. Halved. And then finally, Homa and Clark against McIntyre and Rose. Justin Rose. Yeah, criticized a as a potential weak link pink pick, made one of many clutch putts. And there it is right there, three half points. If you take those as American wins, just flip them all, yep. they go 3-1 in the afternoon. They're down two heading into day two. 6-4 heading into day two. We got a ball yep. game. Yep. Boys, thoughts on that? Well, I mean, look, they played better than us, but it's just idiotic to put – out Spieth and Thomas to put out Spieth ever in a team competition. <laughs> By the way, I told you out, that. Shout out to Ronis who said in the preview episode of this uh, podcast show, Spieth hits it terrible compared to everybody else. And I kind of thought, should Ronis be saying that? I mean, he is a three-time major winner. He did qualify for this thing on points. How? I have no idea. Yeah. And I'm He's, like, should he have said that? And all week long, I'm like, damn, Ronas had it washed. Right. Yeah. He was terrible. Well, he, he got a chance to see him out at the Yeah, US Open, I saw him up, and, and he's got the greatest short game I've ever seen. Right. He's so how the, did he qualify so, this year? Because he's got the greatest short game. But so he just, he, yeah, unfortunately, the, the other guy's playing his shots. And on the four and the four sums, I'm sorry, he should never go out in foursomes. In the four ball, 
Yeah, he's struggling to make too many pars because of his short game. So he's not one of those guys who's going to make, you know, he's just going to hit a bad shot here and there, and he'll make four bogeys, but he'll make six birdies. He's struggling too often to even stay in a hole, which he's good at on his own ball. Well, in fairness, he did not go out. Thomas and Spieth did not go out in foursomes, the alternate shot in the morning. Yeah. So they kept him out of that, but then they ran him three times in a row yep. uh, with very poor results. So, uh, buddy, where was this thing won or lost? So I'll agree with John in that Good move. It, it, was a, it felt like we were going to get back into it. But I will say as a fan watching it, waking up at like 4.45, 5 o'clock, rubbing my eyes and, and turning it on and seeing we're down two matches and two were on the ropes just felt like, yeah, it's over. oh, my God, yeah. already? And then to be down four nothing, and then to to lose that and be down, um, you know, five points after day one. Yeah, it, I, I woke up a little over. later than you, and I and it was already the morning session was already over. And I'm like, I don't know if it's worth waking up to watch the. the I did, you know, but you know, down four zero is a tough way to start. I will say sure. though, I think to answer the question, Abe, it was lost in preparation. Okay, we're going to get into was that. Lost in preparation. We're going to definitely get into that. Now it doesn't help that the world's number one player is the nicest, most humble, God-fearing family man. That can't putt. That cannot putt. And he got a tip before this event, and it sort of helped, but it didn't help enough. And he had a very tough week. uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler won point Mm -hmm. in four matches. But it didn't feel like – it felt like everybody made – all the putts. Certainly Europe made all the putts. But yeah. all those short putts with that pressure, I didn't see many of them being missed. Like, no. Not any key ones. No, because yeah. the greens were running quite slow. Yeah. Um, which was, who knows if it's by design. That's the way the Europeans like them or not. But obviously our guys had plenty of time to adapt to it. The aces for Europe played like yeah. aces. The big three were too tough. And I think we all said that. I know I said that before the event. I said, you got Rom. Rory and Victor, and they're playing lights out, and those three guys are better than any of our best three guys, and you can hide the lower-rung guys, which they yeah, did. That's exactly what I was going to say. Their studs played like studs, and then you, you, you go to the American side, and you go, but who is our stud? we got a lot of good players, and Scheffler is certainly rated that high, but I wouldn't call Scheffler him a stud. Scheffler is a week-to-week regular tour stud. Yeah. He's not a pit bull. Like right. I said, super nice guy, God-fearing family man. Right. No edge to him. Yeah, he made one big putt, and he's like, ah! And they're like, wow, Scotty Scheffler has emotions. Right. Ah, and and Victor, Victor outplayed everybody. what you could even expect out of Victor. He played yeah. well, unbelievable. Okay, how about this? The Ryder Cup was lost when Victor Hovland, who used to be one of the worst chippers in the world, yeah. chips chip. it from green back onto the green over a little ridge. The, the first hole of the first match. <laughs> to, to the length of a, of a Kit Kat. I no, mean, he chipped it in. It went in. It oh, went that's in. right. It went in. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yes. Like, that's by the it. way, that gives me hope that right. anyone say, can get better at chipping. When they say inaus- inauspicious beginnings, that was it for the U.S. side. When, that when was he it. chipped in on the first hole of the first match. Here's a question I have about how we prepare. And I don't know if we did or did not. The Europeans have had a decided dominance, not just edge, a dominance in alternate shot, correct? Yes. Yep. Do we practice that? When the boys they arrive? Did. They did. They did? How much? They did, th- they did three whole matches. Well, the Euros did. The Euros did three whole matches. No, no, no. I'm oh. talking, does the U.S. practice no. No, see, alternate shot? you got to play with your best friends. We're just boys right we got to play together so we're just gonna and then, you know maybe we'll just go grab a beer from the beverage cart and we're because we're friends we're, we're gonna play great because we're I, best friends i disagree friends. i don't think that's what would happen i i do like the three whole matches that the euros did because it emphasizes kind of, quick starts correct i'm sure we went out and they knew who they were playing with and they played foursomes now what i think the euros also did is they played three hole foursome matches in their practice round a couple months before our guys did it when they showed up in Italy. They also paired them together in the BMW Championship yep. so they could get accustomed to, you know, mannerisms, you know, talking to the ball all day long. <laughs> right. They just they they really took it very seriously. Yep. Luke Donald, I think just did a great job and I think he also 
you know, there's analytics involved in everything, and both teams use analytics. But I don't think when Luke Donald sat down, he first of all, he said, you know who said a great comment? McGinley said when he was captain, he never asked a player who he wanted to play with. And the reason being is because, one, if he chose to not have that player play, then he's telling the player, I really don't care what you think. right. And he didn't think it was the right thing to do. He thought you should go. And now, they didn't have analytics then. It, your gut feeling. But to just pl- look at this first group. Scheffler and Burns. Okay, I mean, can Bodies. you put a lower pulse in that group right and there? And they played poorly in the President's Cup together. It's not like they had a track record. Yeah, right. and Homa and Harmon, they're just, they're second tier. They're great players, but they're second tier emotional leaders. Fowler and Morikawa, holy marshmallow group that is. You got two of the, I love both of them, really, but I love Ricky. But he's got nothing to bring to the table as far as emotion, and he was a little bit sick. And they knew he was sick. And the first day, he was the sickest. Okay, that's, let's talk about that. I did not care for Zach Johnson slipping in after they got beat in day one. We're dealing with some things, but it's not yeah. an excuse. Don't even let us know that. Yeah, right. Don't even say that, okay? So, apparently, Ricky was sick. And Ricky didn't play the second day, and he was kept away from the team. He ate dinner alone. Yeah. Okay. Why did he go out first thing then? Right. And get dusted. He didn't go to the pictures, or he went to the pictures, but he didn't go to the dinner. He didn't go. So why so did they send and, him out keep first him two, on you got Friday? Two days to sleep, Ricky, and you'll right. see it singles. That's been done before sure. in the Ryder Cup where guys that were on the lower part of the team didn't play till Especially Sunday. Especially the Euros. And, yeah. Right, and you just had to deal with it. Right. If this is a competition, not a buddy's trip, or not just some sort of slap around, then you may not play. You may be a bench guy that gets nothing till Sunday. Right. Play hard in singles. Right. But the the event has changed in that regard. So I would like to know if they practiced alternate shot. And if I were captain, knowing that that's a huge weak spot of the American team, I would let it be known that that's all we did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Nine-hole alt shot, nine-hole alt shot, nine-hole alt shot. And then I'd get the whole team on 18 of the course because we're also weak finishing on the 18th hole. Historically. And I would say, okay, boys, 4-4-4, line them up. We're playing 18. Get them in golf carts. Do it again. The other thing that in our – I didn't see any of that. In our culture for the – again, walking around the U.S. Open – you you just you're so bored after the first hole of how many chips and sand shots and stuff are taken around the green, right? There's hundreds of them preparing for that tournament. The fact is, there's a rhythm involved in alternate shot. It's a weird rhythm. You never do it. So if they did practice that, you have to stick to an alternate shot match. Not once you get to the green. We're going to play a match within a match, but once we get to the green, we're going to hit 50 chips because we got to learn the golf course. you got to stick to that rhythm because you have to learn that rhythm. And I like the fact that you could go three holes alt- alternate shot because you have to have some, some uh, urgency. urgency. And then the next three holes are, are, are four uh, ball and do something like that. Because, again, that sense of urgency in three holes is really important, I think. But the rhythm of those two, especially the alternate shot, is completely different from anything you do. And I think it's really important to get into that rhythm. It may not have worked, but I would have tried it at least. I would have made a concerted effort to do a lot of alternate shot in practice and to play the 18th as many times as possible. Might not have worked, but there you go. What are fair criticisms – of Zach Johnson as captain, what are unfair? So, I, you know, it's first of all, it's pretty unbelievable to me that we're talking about these things that are historically the problem, and yet we're not fixing them right. on our team, it's right? It's always like, been our problem. If we, yep. if we were to say, where are we going to have an issue with this Ryder Cup, we'd probably point to that to be the first thing, right? Yep, sure. And we yep. didn't take care of it. So i got to put some of that on Zach. Fair enough. And, and you know, Going back to Whistling, the last Ryder Cup, it felt like we were such a dominant team. In two years, how do you even go backwards that much? And here we are again feeling like, oh, my God, it feels like eight years ago when it felt like we had no chance going into the Ryder Cup again. So somehow we've gone from this dominant, the U.S. is not going to lose for many years, to this now. We're going to win again. Yeah, we've got to figure this whole thing out. So um, unfair to criticize Zach. I mean, I do feel like – after I think criticize him for this, this first lineup, this first morning. Okay. 
and maybe criticized for not having them prepared for that. But once you got down four nothing, now you, you're 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 scrapping and yep. just trying some different things. So that's when you end up throwing Thomas and Spieth there, where where you're like, I'm just going to go with a gut thing there that probably shouldn't have happened. But um, so that's where. But I do think our team felt low energy, and Zach feels low, low energy. energy. Those and, are fair criticisms. Yeah. I I think that the the Zach. Johnson interviews were a disaster. Yeah. Somebody needed to work with him on public speaking or give him a few catchphrases that inspired some confidence. Probably didn't matter in the outcome of the matches, but if that's how he was on TV, I don't know how he would have been in the team room. Captain's picks. Do we have any backwards looking criticism of who was picked? I look backwards on this and I say, you know, uh, Keegan Bradley, that guy's energy. Whether you like his million back offs on the club twirls and everything else, that guy brings energy. And Cam Young, I mean, that guy looks so mean. He looks like he could burn a hole in your foot joys just staring at him. He's, I would have he's loved the most, to have seen him. Yeah, but he is he's low energy. I mean, he's he's not low energy. He's very, you know, it's a tough insular. one. He's, he's, I spoke to him at the U.S. Open for like five minutes because he was spiking, speaking to Michael. He's, a, he's, a, he's very boring. But you're right. He runs hot on the golf course. He looks like he'd right. be a mean dude. And yes. He hits yeah. a ball a mile. I, I just – I don't have any problem with the captain's picks because, you know, anybody who's Bradley suggesting – Bradley, I have a problem Suggesting – okay. here, here's a couple names that could have been in. You know, they're going to pull out – after the fact, they're going to say, well, you shouldn't have brought Spieth maybe, even though he qualified on points. <laughs> you know, the, the big question was JT, right? That was the one – he got in and Glover and Bradley didn't. How did JT I, I, he was also himself. the only one who prepared – well, he yeah. was playing with a sieve. Yeah, I, so, I think I think he played wonderfully. Know, and he played, yeah, he made some he clutch great. putts and came yeah. through. Yep. Yeah, and, and so you know that's why I, you know it's the same thing when they when they do all star snubs and all that stuff. Well, who are you pulling off? And you can't pull them off after the fact. I know after you see how they played, you know. So okay. I, I really don't like Glover. I think, I think Glover was already cooling off. I think I most think, of uh, the yeah. uh, the the criticism is unjust. Actually, most of it because I think most it has nothing to do with the captain. Yeah, I just they think they play better. Yeah, right. I just think that and their he studs did, are better. He didn't provide a edge or a chip. He didn't put that chip on their shoulder. The Euros already had the chip because they lost at Whistling Straits and they got pretty trounced. Yep. But you have to do something. Michael Jordan, you watch that last dance and he made up the stupidest chips for yep. these things that made him go crazy in the most nondescript game of the, the year. Way, did you guys know that this Ryder Cup was the closest in the last decade? Overseas? Oh, I know. The, yeah, no, oh, the I know. closest. Oh, closest. really? Five points, really? yeah. Yeah, five yeah. points. It feels like we got blown out. Yeah. We did. I, I have a larger but, narrative about that we're going to get to okay. later in the show. But, but yeah, that's, that's crazy that's, to me. It's yeah. was definitely worth it. It was a blowout, and okay. it was never even close, yeah. really. Right. But it was close. All right, so I agree, Ronis, that a lot of the criticism is just noise. It's you got to have better players who play better and make the putts. That said, I want to get into this analytics thing because it has been driving me nuts. Paul Azinger, who I love, I love his style, his demeanor on air. He had a terrible week, including this knee-jerk defense of Cantlay and the hat story, which may or may not have been a throw-a-noodle-against-the-wall piece of journalism from this guy Jamie Weir, or it may have been dead to rights. We're going to find out in the coming weeks and months. Mm, yep. Zinger kept going on and on about, you know, they set up the course for an advantage. This yep. Take the wedges out of their hands. 180 to 220, they knew that they were better. And I said, is anyone going to show me the work on this, the math on this? Because my mind says, what are you, 0.6 strokes better as a team from 180 to 220? Is it towards the 180 end or the 220 end? Mm-hmm. And were those par threes that were in that range, could they have been moved to a shorter distance at all? within reason, or would that have been a joke and they would never have done it? How much better? Which guys are better? And once they're on the green, let's say that it's reflecting itself in proximity to hole, are they making the putts, even if they're beating us in prox to hole? And so all this, and there are people that worship analytics. Golf is the closest thing to pure randomness you can get. A single groove you miss a shot on, a, yep. t- a, 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 a tuft of wind coming up at the wrong time, a bounce, a skip, a hop, a lip out, somebody yelling or throwing a beer can in your backswing. It's random. Yeah. Stop it with the analytics. Do we really think we can set up a golf course that, that favors all 12 players? 
I mean, right. they're all the same. There are a bunch of robots out there. They're just and they all incredible. Live in Florida. They're all from and Orlando. Right, they're all right. the PGA Tour. <laughs> so they're all playing the same courses. So yep. analytics, that whole angle was the biggest piece of vaporware nonsense all week, and it drove me crazy not only listening to Zinger hammer on it, but to have people go, yeah, he's right, you know? This setup is unfair. We need to have a neutral course setup in the future. No, we don't. None of this mattered. Also, what doesn't matter? Sevy banners, yeah. hype videos, the notion that Europe wants it more, it beats in their heart more. Well, where was that at Whistling Straits? Where was the spirit of Sevy? Where was playing for each other? They got killed. They had the lesser team. Yeah. And it's been that way, eeny, meeny, miny, mo the last five sessions. Yep. And I think, Mr. Ghoul, until something changes, it's going to be that way marching into the future. Yeah, there's certainly uh, – you know, the, the home course advantage, which has gone away in a lot of the professional sports, baseball, hockey, those kind of things. It's gotten worse huge. than this. Yes, it's gotten more significant in the Ryder Cup. Why and do you why, think? I'll tell you why. Yeah. The height of the stands on the first tee keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep. And it is harder and harder to play your best golf when there's 40,000 screaming maniacs. Rooting against you. Rooting against Actively. you. Heckling you cheering your every bad shot, it's getting harder and harder. The Ryder Cup used to be close when the Europeans finally got on par with the U.S. You look at that in the results going back in time. And that period is over now where pretty much the entire determining factor, I think, is home course advantage, home fan advantage. Because if you go back to some of these Ryder Cups in the early aughts, yeah, there was a lot of people that attended yeah, they were loud and patriotic. There wasn't grandstands to the sky. It's gotten to be a monster. Yep. And How Medina many? had the huge comeback, you know, so you... you, you That's know, an that outlier. Was the, that was Medina an outlier. is right. an outlier as I look backwards in time because it's the one that if we just didn't give Rory a ride and a police mm-hmm. escort, yes. we win that thing. Yep. And don't forget, Republicans sell buy shoes also, right? So when you take a look at these brands of these individual golfers overseas to get too pumped up and to go after those fans and things, they're a brand. They want to be careful about that. Yeah. They don't want to go too crazy because they want them to like them too when it comes back to normal play, and, and whether it's the Open Championship or whatever it may be. So, you know, it, look, they play better than us. Why is the question that we have to think about for the next two years? When we come back, we'll talk about the event, the venues, the fans, and more importantly, the TV coverage And then we'll get to the elephant in the room, the money elephant, that at this point is too big to ignore. Post-Ryder Cup recap, Capital Golf Gang, live, plausibly live at least, from Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. We're back with more after this. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. Today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang is being brought to you exclusively by Golfdom. All the new clubs for 2023 are available at Golfdom now. Callaway's Paradigm line, TaylorMade Stealth 2, the Ping G430, the Titleist TSR Woods, and more. Golfdom is stocking up on some great spring fashions. Come check out the latest from Peter Millar, Holderness and Bourne, RLX, and more, and get custom fit for a new driver or a set of irons in one of their four dedicated bays at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Golfdom, live the game in Tyson's, Annapolis now, and soon in Rockville. Now back to the show. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. Post-Rider Cup edition here at Golfdom. John Ronas, director of golf at River Creek, which is in beautiful shape. Thank you for letting me get out there and take a few divots yesterday. It was wonderful. John Gould, executive director of the Mid-Atlantic PGA, who's been a big proponent of fall golf. His entire life. This weather in the Mid-Atlantic is absolutely cherry right now. And Buddy Christensen of Golfdom and Worldwide Golf Shops. Come on down to Tyson's, Annapolis, Rockville. Get geared up for the fall and 
Well, the winter. People do yeah. play through the winter. Sure. Yes, they do. Maniacs. Global warming. We're going to have plenty of warm weather here. Uh, even without the global, global warming, you know, there's mittens you can get, and there's heart uh, covers, everything. there's propane Keeps dr- keeps Ronis working all winter. Though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Break. Sure does. All right. I told you before the event, the Ryder Cup is always going to be a 10 for 10 for me because I love it so much. And I'm not necessarily going off of that. But I'm probably now at a 9.2. And the reason is, I don't know how you make it more competitive because I feel like it's so lopsided with the home course advantage. I've got a few suggestions on that. But now that this event is in the books, how do you feel about the event itself as a whole? The Ryder Cup. I actually thought they did a great job. And, and I still love it. I, I don't think I could handle it if it was more often than two, every two years. I Not guess. asking for that. <laughs> I think the course setup was outstanding. I think the uh, it showed well on TV. It was a great match play course. Yep. Yeah. A lot of drivable par fours. Yeah. Yep. yeah, which is getting a little bit – that's, that's kind of getting a little bit too much now. It was a bit much. Yeah, there yeah. was too many of those. But yeah. I still get friends who say, I love the Ryder Cup, even guys who don't watch a lot of golf. Yep. Love the Ryder Cup, and I don't think that's okay. diminishing. But I, the time frame for the, the time, time I'm going to have to travel to Europe next time so I can be over there for the week just so I can watch it at normal time. Just be at a normal yeah. time. Yeah, right. yeah that, that was tough this time because that was earlier than normal, right? One, no. Yeah, no. Well, Italy it was one early? hour earlier. Yeah, it was six hours instead of five. So, Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah, so okay. that just felt maybe, it was you know, not like 2 a.m. Is, is there a way to mitigate that by playing it over more days? Possibly, but then you feel like it's the President's Cup because that's what they've done, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. okay. they, they do what five out of uh, five foursomes uh, one day and five four balls that so Thursday, then Friday, and then they do double on Saturday and singles on Sunday. So, are these course setups too easy though? Because you know, very easy course setup. I thought that, like I said before, the putting just seemed like everyone was making everything and. That part looked easy, they're, and, they're, and then to get to the green wasn't right. always difficult. Well, that's the thing. They were perfect greens, and they were rolling at a very resort-like yeah. Yeah. 10 or 11. Right. Yeah. So, to me, I'd love to see it. I don't know how it would play out, but I'd love to see a course set up really hard, a traditional course, not a resort course, and then throw the Ryder Cup onto well, that where bogey and double bogey. You're going to find that at Beth Page. Yep. Are they? Oh yeah, yeah. And Beth a congressional is a east. They'll still cut that rough down to two fluffy inches. They'll slow the greens well, down. They might, they, they well, might, they might for, for the for US, for the US advantage. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but yeah. you know that that's a whole thing too. Like they're not. They're, I don't think they're that much better drivers of the ball than we were statistically. Were they? No, no I, I think uh, it would used to be we were longer but wilder. Yeah. Uh, and now I don't think there's much length advantage at all for Rory? the US team over. I know yes. exactly. Is the event too rowdy? No, no, that's what makes it great. Okay. So, so no, there but it is needs no... to stay about where it is. Is it dangerously on the edge? Yes. Okay. Culturally. All right. Uh, Joe LaCava. Ouch. Jackass. That was, he, he, that, that was embarrassing. Caddies yeah. don't hit any shots. Stay out of the way. Don't talk. Keep up. Typical caddy. Thank you. You blew it. You absolutely blew it. In fact... You gave the momentum that the so-called momentum that the U.S. Gave had. The edge. You yeah. gave something for them to yeah. talk about. Rory was hot, oh, yeah. and you know what? Rory might not even have been that hot, but yeah. he knew that if he showed that emotion, <laughs> yeah. that it would get televised and everything else. These guys aren't idiots, and that you're a caddy. You're. I'm a caddy. sorry. You're yep. a caddy. But it went on too. It was like yes. it was. He he did something a little wrong, and then he does something a little more wrong, and then he. Dragged it out to the point where it was like, yes, that was the amazing thing. So, you know, if he would have said, I was waving my hat, you know, we've been watching the Euros celebrate all week. We finally got a moment to celebrate. I celebrated. Great. But he got in the line and then Roy said something. Okay, get out of the line. That would have ended it. Right. If he had just said, sorry, Roy, got carried away. Right. Incident yeah. over, right. and it would have been genuine. Instead, he kind of walks towards him. Right. Like a While he's guy. reading a putt. Yeah, and then he do? does the wave. On the green before and he does the, the wave, and then he starts it, whoever was uh, Well, no, the wave the was to the – because the caddy then said something. He, Rory's caddy or someone's yeah. caddy was standing over there and probably just said, Joe, what, what are yeah. you doing? Here? Yeah. Have you ever, you look like I, I don't think I've ever seen a caddy talking to a player who's actively no. in play. Right. And, no. and, and not their caddy. Was in right. Play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. I've never seen that it's before. It's interesting because LaCava, you know, Tiger and Rory are tight. And LaCava's Tiger's boy. Yeah. 
I love I just love the way that Rory handled it too. Like the next day when he got asked the question, yeah. I didn't talk to Joe. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that edge. Just love yeah. Rory more. Yeah, I hate one, to say it. One word, Ronus privilege. He caddied for Freddie. Everybody loves Freddie. He caddied for Tiger, although he was on the couch waiting for his phone to ring. Yeah. Most of the time he was his caddy. He felt privileged as a caddy because I'm Joe LaCava. People have heard of Joe LaCava. I can do this. I can get away with it. No one else who's a caddy who knows that they're not even known by anybody would even think about that. No. And it's because Freddie was on the team as an assistant captain. Hey, Freddie, I hope you enjoyed your all expenses paid Italian vacation. Yep. Get out. Let somebody well, else that's, that's drive another, a car around. That's another topic. You oh. got to get those clowns. All, Davis Love, <laughs> the old the boys club, yeah. with their yeah. guts. That's almost just drinking wine. I mean, they bring nothing to the table. But they had when a good I was time, on the Ryder Cup in 1942, I mean, these guys they could care less about any of that. They need to bring it. They need to get creative. New blood. They and need it's to bring Steph Curry or someone like that. Five assistant captains on each side. That is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Especially you since I don't have a pension. You really, literally do. have the captain. Yeah. You're right. The captain and five assistant captains for 12 guys. Each guy can handle two. Yep. It's now crazy. to the television coverage. You know, the ratings took a big dip from the last European Ryder Cup in 2018. Now, it's still a niche event in the sports landscape. I think the 2018 in France ratings were like a 2.3, 2.4. It did involve Tiger, so that we have to make that as a caveat. Yep. But this year, the ratings were in the 1.6 to 1.5 million range. And more troubling if I'm your organization, the PG of America, that co-sponsors yep. this event, or anyone involved in golf, is that the ratings went down from Saturday to Sunday. I know football Sunday is football Sunday, but this was in the sweet spot preview window, 6 a.m. That should not go down from Saturday to Sunday, in my it, humble opinion. It stopped before the something, football started. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. Something, so something well, is amiss. Well, they're getting the, the fact that you had no shot to win. You, were, yeah. you, were, you would have had to break the all-time record comeback. You know, that, but that, it was close for a long time. Yeah, Wasn't I mean, they, that the they, case, they, though, in France? That they had no shot, basically, by Sunday? Or did they have a shot? I don't know, but I know this. The coverage is abysmal. The way that the networks and those that are in charge of this are handling the Ryder Cup, I just don't get it. The contract is for how much money, Mr. Gould? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know the amount, but I know it's like through uh, 2031. It's like $440 million. Uh, 20% of it goes to the PGA Tour in the form of a, quote, talent fee. That's, that is the first time I've heard that, by the way. When we heard that this year, that, that the Tour right. gets 20% and it all goes to their retirement accounts. Right. So players' retirement accounts. Not, not the PGA of America's retirement accounts. No, <laughs> no the PGA Tour. There's no 20% in there for that. Right. Nope. So there's that element of it. The right. players get a little bit for their own charity. They get two hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand that's directed to a charity of the tours of the PGA's choosing, yep. and a hundred grand in charity money in the back pocket of every player. Uh, when Marco Miro got that for the first time, he gave it to a private school his kid was going to. So it's like <laughs> interesting charity. Yeah, but right, okay. right, <laughs> right. Uh, it's your money, um, and the television contract. I guess boys precludes doing anything online i am baffled as to why we can't on our ipads and phones dial up every match and watch those concurrently with the television this is what the masters does totally and and peacock is the nbc thing right, right. so it's all yep. within their that's their family yeah. oh they've got the technical expertise to do it I, I, it's not chosen to done like even if you were to embargo all of that digital coverage of the matches until after the event's over, to protect the rating, I would pay money to be able to go and watch these matches now after the fact and see how did Scheffler and Kepka get boat raced? Look, it's a hypocrisy of what they're doing as well. Like, it's an old white man's world. You know, it's the vice captains might be controlling the media because... But the Masters is an old white man's no, world, they and they're, no, they're with they, the times. But they got it. Because if my kid's going to watch any of the Ryder Cup, if I'm going to get my kid interested in the Ryder Cup, they don't watch TV. No, they watch phones. They never watch TV. So right. it's got to be on the phone, and it's got to be on something simple that you can download an app. Like the Masters app is fantastic. How would I be able to know, buddy, how Kepka and Scheffler got boat raced? 
stroke by stroke, shot by shot. Where do I go for that? I know. And YouTube? that's so simple that I don't even know. Yeah. But I was shocked. <laughs> does I, did does you know that be- footage exist did anywhere? Did you know before that you don't wouldn't know. be able to watch all of them? I assumed we'd no. be able to watch them all. Right. I, I totally assumed that and was disappointed when I didn't. And by the way, the young audience was watching Sunday morning the – Toy Story yeah. football game, yeah. you know, like they're, other leagues, other, they're thinking that way. The right? NFL doesn't need anyone, any help from anybody. And yet they're still saying, Hey, how do we hook the next generation? Yep. Let's do this deal for a Toy Story game. It was apparently a hit. My daughter actually caught yeah. onto it, loved it. So I just, and, and the masters really is focused on yeah. that. Like how do we, the masters to, invited and, dude. Perfect. Yeah, to go, right. <laughs> to yeah, go or, violate the sanctity. Yep. Of Amen Quarter right. with their frisbees and their hockey sticks, and they right. don't need that, right? They right. at least right now they don't in need this it vacuum now. right now. They don't need it now, but they yep. are focused on where are we going to be in five, ten, twenty years. Yep. But the chairman of Augusta, I was told, uh, has a, a, a kid who's a teenager, and the kid said, "Dad, this is where the next generation." And he is. listened. And he showed him, and he showed him the follower counts on Dude Perfect, and he showed him the tour dates that yeah. they sell out, and the chairman said, "Yeah." That's probably let's go. What would it hurt? Let yeah. them come out here. Yeah. So you know. yeah. So the traditionalists like me don't like it, but I understand the forward thinking. So the heads of your organization, uh, Mr. Gould, yeah. and I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just yeah. saying they need to really have a heart to heart with the other organization heads and say we're not doing this event justice to get it to the future generations of golfers. You can't all this playing through as well. I. You know, I don't know if that even works. They were cutting away from chip-ins in the middle of a chip-in to go to a playing-through commercial. Is there no human being at the switch to go, wait a minute, this chip looked like it's going in? Nah, nah, just boom, get the commercial in. So, yeah, and you, you, we kind of chatted about that during yeah, the, uh, during the during thing the about the playing-through thing. I think you are right. When you're watching one view, I was – I was saying I like to have that playing through. When, you, when you're watching one view, you can hold that back and show it when you come back from commercial. Yeah. I'm assuming we're able to grab all four from, from – a, and you talk about an old white, white guy watching, you know, NFL uh, ticket. Yeah. We're all watching yeah. it on the quadrant things. Yeah, the and, quad box. And, and, and Octo like, How come NBC didn't use any quad boxes? Right, exactly. Yeah. How come they didn't go quicker to say, look, buckle up. There's a lot of matches going. We're going to take you to a lot of shots. It's going to go <laughs> yeah. quick. You, you don't have to present it like it's some, uh, you know, Martin Scorsese movie. Get right. over the aesthetics. Oh, and also the graphics, disaster. Keep the matches on the screen the whole time. Confusing. Stop it yeah. with the pop-up and pop-out and slide-up and wait. What's going on? Did I see that? Oh, God, I missed it. Who, well, whose well, match the, is this? The complaint from the Solheim Cup watching that and and I saw a lot on the internet was a you didn't know the uh who, like it would say uh you know Ronas and Ghoul are two up but we didn't know Ronas and Ghoul were playing because yeah, right. it it did, right. didn't say that that's what for Solheim Cup so I think they did better than the Solheim Cup and is that they they had the state of all the matches and then they would blow it up and, and put both sides on it but then they would have to shrink it down because obviously they didn't want to block the whole screen um so th- I think they did better uh than the Solheim Cup for certain I didn't have as much problem with with the graphics and stuff, but I but I do agree that, and I think it's NBC because I don't think it's the PGA of America. But to your point, maybe the PGA of America can ask for it. Is why we NBC always seems like, and I think it's NBC and versus the other channels. They've always been about storytelling, right? Even the Olympics, you know, the Olympics. You complain, who's also NBC. We always complain. We want to see more action, more thing. And they're going to, no, did you realize this This athlete's mother has right. cancer and he's blah, 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 blah. You know, the, it's about the storytelling. And I think that's NBC's motif. And we, now that we have the, you know, we've been spoiled with all the action for all the other sports, the octo boxes and all that stuff, we we're saying, NBC, you got to catch up. Yeah, they got to catch up. Especially I know when every shot is so important in match play and alternate shot and all the other stuff. Yep. It's just every it's shot is so important. Matches. Yeah, you know, and I understand why we're not going. We don't want to need to watch two guys walking down the fairway, but when someone's hitting, we ought to be able to see every shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that television directors are always very jealous of their screen image, and they don't really like all the bugs and the stuff on the screen. Yeah. They're like too busy, too busy. Get over it. Okay, we're in the day and age where people don't want to have to reference their phone or a piece of paper to go, what match is this again? Match one, two, three, four. I don't have a photographic memory. What am I, Sean McVay? Yeah. Give me the scores. I don't care if it's small print 
I'll scooch closer to the TV to remind myself yeah. who's up or down. So that said, um, there's a lot of work to do on the digital side, on the television side. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room, the money. The Cantlay conundrum, or maybe it's the Xander problem, because yeah. Xander's dad was the one first one to speak up about how, yeah, uh, my son was pressured to sign this player participation and compensation agreement. And it wasn't until like the last minute when he was threatened with being kicked off the team that he finally signed it. Apparently, Cantlay and his team wanted three revisions to the contract, which I rolled my eyes and said, oh, <laughs> but we're not negotiating a car here. Yeah. These are the rules. Yeah. I, are I, you in or are you out? And by the way, Xander Shoffley, has he ever been in the final group of a major? Because well, I don't he's remember. He's got second it. place a lot. I don't know if he played it from the I don't think game. he ever woke up and we were saying, can Xander Shoffley get it done today? Oh, he no, no, a, we say that. We know he's not. Okay, well, I don't think he's ever been in the final group of a major, and I know this. F- might be a, he's a fine player, might be a fine person. He's awesome. Oh, what's that? I don't. You don't hear yourself now, buddy? All right, hold on a second. Uh, you're on four, right? Yep. I don't know why that went out there. Yep. Uh, that's good. Is that better? Yep. Can you hear yourself now? Yep. Okay, good. All I know is Xander Shoffley, excellent player, probably a really fine person. He is a zilch personality-wise. The fact that he thinks he should get money for being in this is crazy. And the fact that he, along with Cantlay, were apparently the ones that didn't want the Netflix full-swing people in the team room, and they successfully lobbied to have Zach Johnson bar them from coming in to, get this, preserve the sanctity and the, the privacy room. of the team room. But, like, it's ping pong. Yeah. Are you crazy? Netflix's documentary was one of the great marketing pieces ever produced that didn't cost the tour a red cent. Yeah. Let them in. I think when you look at it, you know, we have a lot of money that goes into this uh, PIP program or whatever it may be. I think if you make the Ryder Cup team and you're a member of the PGA Tour, this should be the PGA Tour that does this. If you're a member of the PGA Tour and you make the Ryder Cup team, million dollars. Million dollars. Okay. For the tour. Now. Yeah, for the pit money. When I went to college, if you, when, you, when you're on scholarship, you give all your rights away. I mean, right. you have no rights at all. A normal student can do almost anything they want. They're not going to get in trouble. You're an athlete. You're gone. Same thing here. You get that million dollars. You accept that million dollars. You're on that team. Right. Your rights are gone. You right. have no say. Right. They want to bring in clown show and hula hoops. Sorry. (laughs) That's the way it is. Right. Is there a dinner you have to go to? Yes, there is. Yeah. Suck it up. You don't think we and our business lives have had to go to dinners we didn't want to go to? And dress up? Of Of course we have. All of us. All the time. Keegan Bradley wants to pay money to go to this. Right. So Sergio allegedly was ready to pay money to get back in. That's right. So, but, But we don't yet have the stones to say you're out. Like, it would have been great if they had said, oh, you want three changes? I don't think this event is for you. We're going to go get somebody else. It felt like they were reaching that point, if you listen to Shoffley's dad. And unfortunately, they backed off at the last second. Cantlay is the same way. Cantlay thinks he is some kind of draw. Fine golfer, probably a decent person, slow player, which makes him the devil to me, but that's a different story. Might be a real good person in real life. Just got married. Mazel, mazel. Beautiful wife. Yeah. He's a zilch. And he's never been in the final Sunday of a major where we're like, wow, can Cantlay get it done today? Nobody cares about him. Funny, we talked about the U.S. team and the lack of personality, lack of energy, and neither one of those guys really got brought up when we talked about that. They're not even on the radar when we're looking at their weaknesses and trying to point out because you forget about them. They were the only two that didn't go on the pre-trip scouting trip. And, well, Spieth was the third, but he had just had a child, second child. So he had an excuse. Those other two guys were like, nah, I just, I'm busy or something like that. Well, I think and Cantlay's the two guys... uh, bachelor party was scheduled. That <laughs> that I do. I can't, you know, oh, can't... God. Really? Yeah. Don't say that's the case. So those two guys were essentially our conscientious objectors in the team room. So to say that the team is unified, they can't be unified when two guys are that hard down about why aren't we getting paid, and especially when they're personality-wise, ticket-selling-wise, dynamic-wise, zeros. It can't happen. Those two, And then they were paired together. 
which also is a bad thing. You know, they're paired together like, well, those are two guys that really want to get paid. Let's pair them together. And it didn't fare so well. well but they yeah. had they, history. You know what? They had a history. Then, I things, know history. The thing history. That I didn't like is that they, they, fa- they had to, w- some of the guys had to wear no hat on the final day to support yeah. this nonsense. <laughs> well, if it was such a joke in the press conference, why did then you have to make a point? And the whole, and look, I'm not a big Thomas fan. The whole tipping the cap. Oh, the, imagine God. Cap. the imaginary yeah. cap. Yeah. You, guys, get over it. You should have been laughing at it because it was a stupid, nonsensical story. Right. If it was, you know, his his dome that he couldn't cover. We can't fit his hat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, buddy, then, you're you're in the apparel but, business. But, Can right. you comment? I see a wall of hats over there. But you saw him wearing a hat. All I, kinds of manufacturers make different size hats. Our friend Ron Thomas, who's got a giant yeah. Stonehenge yeah. of a head, has hats that can fit. I got some and friends you, who, who cannot find hats, but we find hats. Well, did you eventually. see him walking out hey, of Polo, the team room only had to get his car to with a hat on? Oh, no. no really? Did you see that? I didn't see oh, that. No, no. After Rory went crazy, they were showing the guys come to their courtesy cars. Oh, and one of the guys even said, well, apparently you could find a hat for that. Oh, my God. It, like, they, they got suckered into that storyline, and they think it was a rallying cry. I think it was just a distraction. Of course Play it is. your game, laugh it off, and say, yeah, whatever, and, and then go about playing golf. But you had to remember to every time you made a putt to do your imaginary tip of the hat, which you never do. You had to remember that. That's a distraction. Yeah. Cantley, Cantley actually played okay, though. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. All of that he is said. He was 50%. Yeah, he played. Yeah. 50, that's it. And he probably had gave the only emotional lift that, you know, we just talked about that they kind of right. blew when LaCava went nuts. Yeah, well, yeah. right. Yeah. But, but here, here is the one thing, after I said all this, it's gotten so big the players have got to be paid. Sure. So the elephant in the room is, even though screw Shoffley and Cantley and whatever – we're at the point where we can't just say, do this for free, for the love of country, for God. He, they're going to have to get paid, Ghoul. Your organization's going to have to peel away some money to pay the players cash money. Now, that's going to require, though, another change, which is a severe limitation of the captain's picks, or the captain's picks don't get paid as much. Because now you'd be under the very bad look of, I picked my boy, oh, and a million dollars. Oh, yeah. How much kickback is coming to me for that? So that's an issue. The event's too big. It's too successful. I'm glad it's big and successful. I'm glad it feeds good programs at the PGA of America, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to have to pay him now. Yes, and they're going to have to pay him primarily to let them be able to not dictate how things work. Yeah. Right. That'd be good. But say, also, there's nothing wrong with the PGA of America going to the PGA Tour and saying, look, these are your, these are your guys. These are the ones that promote your product. You pay Why them. don't you guys chip in? Yeah, or, yeah. You the, the, 20%, of the 20% we that we just found about it. Yeah, it's exactly right. Like, you know, I, 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 I get the sentiment that they should be paid. We don't have the money. Oh. I'm, I'm in the PGA of America. <laughs> Zay, we don't have the money. No, listen to this. They, they just added like $5 million to the PGA, tour, PGA Championship money. That doesn't go to club pros. That goes to tour players. Yeah, right. And they also fired you know, people. You know, the, yeah, they fired, they right. fired We people. laid off 22 people. Yeah. Right. So the, the PGA of America is, they, they count on the Ryder Cup, home Ryder Cup especially, so much that we're on a four-year budget cycle. Okay. Because the home Ryder Cup helps pay for four years' worth of programs. We get a little bit for the away Ryder Cup, but it's really the home Ryder Cup that does it. So they just have to go out and ask. There's nothing wrong with asking. But the PGA Tour, I think it needs to well, come out of the. Well, okay. I, I'd be fine with it. They, if the PGA, if the numbers are to be believed, twenty percent goes to the tour and it goes to the retirement. And if the numbers around four hundred and forty million or whatever, something like that, you know, that's that's eighty ninety million dollars, right? Right. They now can, the Live Tour they, should step up and say, tour, if you're on the Ryder yeah. Cup team, you get fifty million. <laughs> yeah. Because how well, good of an and, endorsement uh, is that for them? Well, Cap, PGA Tour could afford to pay some money, right? He did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There and, you go. Got, and it's and, smart. And Cantlay and Xander were on that list of potential Possible defectors toward the end, where it was go. like, now it almost seems like they should have gone right. Yeah. But but now we're talking about the U.S. when we're talking about this yeah. being paid, right? Yeah. Not the no, Europeans. No. Both who's sides. paying the Europeans then? Well, it can't be the European yeah. Tour. They're broke as a joke. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you pay for that? If you're on the PGA Tour. You get paid. By the PGA Tour. By the PGA Tour. Yeah, but what comes about out of the 20%. They don't get paid. Come over to the PGA Tour. A million for the 12 winning players, 500 grand for the losing players. That's 18 mil for a purse. That's less than the FedEx St. Jude. Yeah. Find the money. Find the money, shut these players up, 
and then tell them, here's the rules, here's the galas you're going to be part of, you're going to wear this dumb hat, whether you like it or not, whether it's a fedora, a sombrero, or a driver's hat, I don't care. Yeah. And guess what? If you don't like it, next. Right. There's a whole line of guys that See, would love the exposure. Uh, I think right. that's the way that. you run it. I think it. we can do that without paying them, though. We can yeah, go next no, without paying pay. Well, next you would work. But, next, but do, you, do you have the balls to make this what I told you guys before this started, an exhibition primarily? No. You or have, do you have to make it a show with the stars some. and the best players? Is this all okay. predicated, though, again, on the U.S. guys? Placating them? Uh, you'd, or, have, you'd have to work it, it out. Because like, Europeans, though. Is anyone they, in Europe it, asking for money? I don't no. know. They play for the love. That's why they that's win. What I, yeah, so that's what we keep that saying. Is, like, so we're talking all about satisfying Xander and Cantlay, and Kepka's getting his own from another place. But that's worried about them, not not Victor Hovland and, J- and John Rahm, who yep. really are bigger draws than all of them. Pay them all, dictate you know the what? terms, do things better. Pretty soon, Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantlay are going to be Jim Gallagher and yeah. Stuart Sink, and that day can't come fast enough. <laughs> Wash them down the river of, oh, remember that guy used to play in the pros? Good for him. All right, we'll come back, put a bow on this fun and certainly spicy edition of the post Ryder Cup edition of the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golfdom, plausibly live from their Tyson Superstore here in Northern Virginia. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. Today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang is being brought to you exclusively by Golfdom. All the new clubs for 2023 are available at Golfdom now. Callaway's Paradigm line, TaylorMade Stealth 2, the Ping G430, the Titleist TSR Woods, and more. Golfdom is stocking up on some great spring fashions. Come check out the latest from Peter Millar, Holderness and Bourne, RLX, and more, and get custom fit for a new driver or a set of irons in one of their four dedicated bays at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Golfdom, live the game in Tyson's, Annapolis now, and soon in Rockville. Now back to the show. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, Airborne. Lest anyone think that we don't love golf, sometimes when you're critical, it's because you love something so much you want it to be better all the time. And that's all that was. So this is going to be our final segment, which is a feel-the-love segment for the Ryder Cup. There are so many things that I saw that I absolutely loved. And let's start with one Max Homer. What a guy, huh? Played great. What a player. You know, he's the guy that uh, brought us the term perspective is breaking out all over the place because he was told by his mental coach perspective. you got to have perspective on mm-hmm. things. He's like our Rory Rodas. I yeah. love this guy. I pray he never gets corrupted by these, some of the more, uh, shall we say, crass aspects of the game. Please, Max, stay exactly who you are. That decision on 18 to take an unplayable, and to hit the most exquisite flop shot that ran down and then to gut the putt in. Here, here's here's more about that. He, it wasn't his decision. His caddy made him do that. Made him. Well, his caddy told him Sold to do that. Him. What okay. sells him even more is he listened to his caddy. It was his partner. He listened to him. His he said, said he was in a fog. Flop it down there. He was in a fog. He came up. He didn't. He he said, I, I can't. I don't know what I'm doing here. He went completely in a fog. Went a little bit crazy, and his caddy said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take an unplayable. You're going to drop it right there. That's a pretty good lie. You're going to hit a great shot. You're going to hit one of the best shots you've ever hit. It's going to be 10 feet, and you're going to make it. That's what he said to him. Do we know the caddy's name? No. No. No, because he wasn't waving his hat around, jumping (laughs) in people's lines. (laughs) Exactly. That's a great one. All right, Ghoul, something beautiful from this year's Ryder Cup. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to pass on that. Go to, go to All right. right. Well, I, I think to to expand on the Homa thing too. He he his reaction to this was not this you know bravado deal. He was like, "Did you see me shaking while I yeah. was putting that? You know, yeah. Did you see my legs shaking? Oh, really? Yeah. Homa said yeah. that. Huh? Yeah. He said he asked yeah. his caddy like, "Could you tell my legs were just physically shaking?" So here's, here's, it, yeah, it's here's just a humble way of, of 
yeah. doing something awesome. Right. Here's yeah. a beautiful thing. You know that the core superintendent there, Marco Simone, is a woman, yep. which is, I'm sure, one of the very rare things, a very male-dominated position. It's a very tough position being a uh, groundskeeper. Yep. And she has a dog, a named. beautiful border collie named Ryder. Ryder. Oh, it's great. How yeah. great is That's that? Great. And she and her crew did a phenomenal job awesome. to have that place. It was a great show. Absolutely. I got mine, I, I, and okay. I don't know why I blanked on this before, but just the pure joy that Hovland plays with. We, yes. we, we talked about it when he won the won the FedEx Cup. But, you know, as much as I wanted him to lose and I wanted to hate him, I loved him. I love him. It was so he, awesome he's to be watch. He's going to my next Rory, I think. You know, and he's taken Aberg under his wing, and, you know, they were a tough uh, team. And, you know, we, we might see that team for the next 20 years. Uh, but – it's just, I mean, to play that good and to be that joyful and, you know, because we've had good players like Tiger. Great player was always had a scowl. Yeah. Yeah. You Holland's know? very innocent. Very yeah. boyish. Did, yeah. How did you like the kiss photo that has now become custom? Yes. And, and Hovland did not bring a role. girlfriend, so he simply put his arm around Ollie yeah. and get the biggest smile. Yeah. And it was then he the took, Ricky Fowler pose. Right, right. And then the photographer had a very smart idea. They said, hey, Victor – you alone take a picture with all the ladies. And they did. Yeah. And it's so classic. He's <laughs> right. lying down, smiling from ear to ear. That's what the game is. The game is about joy. you got to play with joy and passion. I'm not yep. saying that our guys don't do that. I just would like to see a bit more of it. You know, <laughs> well, some, of our guys, some of our guys are tough personalities to get your arms around. Brooks yep. Kepka with his inexplicable shot at Rom. Yep. After the first yeah, day, totally unnecessary. nobody even understood what and, he was and he, talking and his, and his about. Whole no. Too cool for school thing. I, I thought he was going to bring some passion, and I was very disappointed. Yeah, he, he just looked like you know, hey, I'm getting paid to get here. That's probably right. you know, another part right. of it. There were there was a uh, two group or group teeing off, and I noticed it. I think each morning once. Our guys standing stoically next to each other, yep. and Hovland like yeah, arm in arm, arm, like and I think it was yeah. Hatton and uh, Rom, and it just looked like those guys <laughs> like, look like they're about to have fun together, <laughs> and these yeah. guys look like they're right. here for a job that they're going to fail. I right. know, but we have to remember though that all of this was exactly the same two years ago, only reversed. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. We have such amnesia, you know. It's great. So all of this good mojo that was on their side this year was reversed. Uh, the bus photo of Rory leading the chance with the cup yep. of America is terrified, Europe's on fire. Yep. America is terrified, and they're just going bonkers. And look, we'd rather have it this way anyways. We don't want some one team dominating the other. because no. right. that no That's fun. what it so was. In, in reality, it, I mean, we want The this. Ryder Cup became the Ryder Cup when the other side started winning. Yep. That's when the TV coverage got it. That's when the, you know, people really cared about it. Right. Yeah, that exactly. said, looking forward, we're at Beth Page next. Yep. Very combustible. Tiger Woods is captain, Very, possibly. Okay, let's talk captains. What's the short list, do you think, for captain? I think it's already been decided that it's Tiger. Okay. And Tiger will not balk at that whatsoever, no. I assume, right? No. Okay. He might try to make the team as a player, but... I, How about I, Europe? They're talking about letting Luke Donald run it back. Shouldn't. Be interesting. Who would be the appropriate opposite for Tiger? They don't have – there's only one Tiger. Right. And then, yeah, nobody's appropriate if that's the way you're looking at it. Uh, they On the TV broadcast, they said, well, what about Sergio? But I don't Faldo. think the, 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 the wound will be healed. Faldo already been, he's already been. Faldo's right. already been. Colin Montgomery. I don't think the wound will have Monty's already done it in one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. Okay. So, Beth Page, let's hope it's not Sergio. over the edge in terms of unsportsmanlike. I fear that there's a good chance it will be because, yeah. hello, New yeah, York. Yeah. New With York alcohol. Very bad news. Right. Starting <laughs> at 9 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, and we lost. Right. Yeah. Um, I would like to propose a couple of changes going forward. Number one would be, in my dream world, no more captain's picks. I know it's not going to happen. In my dream world, I also would ban replay in all sports. Not going to happen. <laughs> at best, though, we got to whittle it down to about two picks for captain's picks. And here's why. Amongst all the other reasons. Every captain's pick plays with extra weight because we in the golf media and fans are nitpicking the choice. That's not ideal for playing your best golf. The weight in your mind of, you know, a lot of people said I shouldn't be here. You want them clear of mind. So these captain's picks are a bad idea. Refine the point system so it's even sharper to get the best guys playing the best later in the cycle. Don't worry about, well, it's a two-year span, and don't we want to reward? Pfft. 
give me the last six months or so and count the majors double, and let's go from that. That's number one. Number two, I don't know why we're not playing 10 or 12 guys every paired session. No need to sit four guys out. This would do two things. Number one, give you more product on the shelf, which TV still can't show you, but that's a whole different story. (laughs) But 10 of 12, it means more points available, so it means there's a greater chance to come back. There's a greater chance with more points to have a closer match. There's so few points in play that if there's one bad session, you're done. So I'd do 10 of 12 at a minimum. I might even play 12 of 12 in one of the four paired sessions. That's just me. And then the third one is you got to get some online access. Make it pay-per-view, uh, 99 bucks for the Ryder Cup package. Every match, dial it up on your phone, on your iPad. Have a shortcut of the match available 30 minutes afterwards like you do for the NFL games on NFL+. Plus. Get with the modern times. Sell it separately. There's your revenue stream. Those are my three things I'd like to see going forward. What do you guys want to see going forward? Doesn't have to be three things. Give me one, two, three, five, a million, whatever you got. I got one, and it's uh, it's the schedule on the calendar. Uh, move it up. So it was five weeks after the tour championship, and that's too long. How about two weeks? Yeah, see, like the yeah. Super Bowls two weeks after yeah, the yeah. no. Championship the problem games. is the problem is the European tour waits after the tour championship to have their European tour championship, the Wentworth PGA, right. I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's two weeks later. But I do think that was an advantage that all the Euros played in that, and I think that might have been two weeks before the Ryder Cup, and none of our guys played except Homa and Thomas played in the right. whatever that was. Fortinet. The Fortinet. Um, you know, so and, – and it's not – you know, I don't think it has to do with Lord football at all, but, you know, you move it up two weeks, it's probably more attractive because it's – football season might have just started as opposed to third weekend or whatever it was. So, yeah, I want to move it up. Okay. I totally agree with the the – Charge for it, whatever, 100 bucks. you can have all of the access to the, the, all the stuff we really should have. Looking at the, the points that we had, though, I don't know that our guys that were captain's picks played with that pressure and, and didn't perform compared to our other guys. I would almost, and you can't go this far, interview all the guys who are coming and figure out who really wants to be there, who doesn't. Eliminate. So make it an interview process. Yeah, interv- You've been selected you, to you, apply. The top the top. 12 guys are going to be your, your – you've got the inside scoop. Let's talk about it. And Xander would ended up getting eliminated this year from what everything I'm hearing. How about a captain's pick match play play-in tournament televised? <laughs> yeah, like we that. have 12 potential captain's picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're They're busy – They're going to play each other in a match. Mm-hmm. And if you're busy awesome, with a bachelor yeah. party, well, you gave up your chance. <laughs> yeah, right. that's right. Ronas, one change. I'd like it to be four days and all 12 play every match. That a boy, you can, can knock it up right there. Right on. President's there Cup, go. right on. That's there what we the go. President's Cup is. Yeah. Yep. I mean, these guys. What are they doing? All like, I would be so losing my mind at the Ryder Cup not playing. Yeah. Or yeah. or first day play eighteen, second day play thirty six, and then three <laughs> days and play twelve. I don't right. know, but you got to play all twelve every match. All right. Last question. What will, will what will you remember most from this Ryder Cup in twenty years? Talking to your buddies. I will remember the idiocy of the of unfortunately the idiocy of the uh, Pat uh, Gate. Yeah. yeah, no, no, the of uh, Joe Lacava. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, probably because it hadn't happened before. Being down four zero, you know that's you know we were uh, blitz from the from the start and never could catch up. Okay, buddy. Probably some combination of those things, but. Maybe the dude jumping into the lake after the whole deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. The Faraday look alike. <laughs> I will tell you this though, my I, I, I no one's going to remember John Rom going nuclear on no. the first day, chipping in three times, get the asked slam the dunk in the in the press conference. The guy didn't even get asked the question. John Rom was like really? number two in the world. No one even cared about him. Yeah, wow. it was crazy. I, I can him. tell you this though, I I not to throw any kind of downer here because it's not, but I was my I lost my dad like a week and a half ago, and he was. About six weeks, and he declined very quickly. But, and he asked me what day it was every day when I go to see him in the hospital. But he asked every day, the Ryder Cup this week? Is wow. it, it went through the Tour Championship and everything else. So, you know, it's something that we root for year every yeah. two years. Yeah, right. It becomes a lifetime thing. And he's yep. seen a lot more Ryder Cups than, than we did. Yeah. So it's just cool to, to look forward to something every two years that you yeah. know is – is good, and if there's some changes, there's some changes. There's always been changes. Yeah, yes. and there's nothing wrong with some change, and sometimes it'll stink, and sometimes it'll be good. But you know, that's what 
when it he probably watched the Ryder Cup, and he, he didn't even bother to watch it when when Europe was losing every single one of them. Right. But at the end, you're like, now I got something to root for because I know there's a threat. So the longer we can keep that going, the less we can really complain about the competition. I agree. Of it. I watch. It's always good. I watch the handshakes like a hawk after every match because I really appreciate the ones that are the most heartfelt that take a moment or two and you can see respect between absolute gods on earth at this maddeningly addictive game of golf. I love that. Respect shown respect and they all do Funny you say that because I was glued on the line <laughs> when they, they went across and they shook. I was yeah. glued on that handshake of who kind of was giving was the, the hug and yeah. who was just. Because yeah. and, and, if we don't have that at the end of the day, buddy, we're lost. Yeah. All is lost. If sportsmanship is lost, the ship is lost, and there's no point in doing any of this. And you know who yeah, I, right. I visualize in a handshake, Rory, taking off his hat yeah. and Genuinely looking a guy yeah. in the eyes and say that was really fun competing. Rory's with the man, and, and Rory is Brooks. Man. I saw Brooks, and he played so good. Brooks yes. went and shook somebody's hand, doesn't take his hat off, and just he's just you know. a moron. He's classless. <laughs> he's just red. You know, you know what? One last thing about Rory is, I want to see that guy, the Ryder Cup Rory, in the majors. That so was would unbelievable. Well, I think he <laughs> so did. Would he. Golf is hard, man. You can't win any of them right now. But he he, can't win he them came all. real close multiple yeah. times this year. That's great. So, boys, what a great year it's been, buddy. I can't thank you and Golfdom and you. Worldwide Golf Shops enough for letting us come here and occupy this hitting bay and do this show, and for sponsoring it, and for you, John Gould, and you, John Ronas, for taking your hard, very valuable time to come and do this for absolutely nothing other than a bag of teas, which and, I still owe you. <laughs> the 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 professionalism that you do behind the scenes to get the show ready right. to to produce it while we're doing it unbelievable I wish people could really get a feel for it it is awesome to it's see. so cool to get people who come up and they're like you're 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 on the Capitol Golf Gang and I'm like wow that's pretty cool you yeah, know there's good. a lot of people that and listen. we get prep like this once once a year too. yeah so that's good good year good thank year thank you Zabe thank All you right, very boys. much Zabe, great year All right do not stop playing golf just because it's football season. The holidays are coming up. Get on out there. This is our time, people. This is <laughs> our time. Otherwise, get after it. 70-degree golf. Thanks for listening. Have a great fall and winter, and we'll see you next year on the Capital Golf Gang. This has been the Capital Golf Gang. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to Zabe at yahoo.com that's c-z-a-b-e at yahoo.com and for free swag we're all in extra large so yeah thanks for the shirts